This podcast is a 98 Studios production. Hello, everyone. My name is Joe Morton, and welcome to my podcast, which is entitled A Cup of Joe. This is a podcast dedicated to health and wellness. So we're going to talk about it all. And I love this subject. I'm passionate about it. And I want you to know something. I'm grateful to be a part of your journey. And again, all the different things that we're talking about are going to help you understand that you hold the key and that your success is in your hands and greatness is out there for you. Hello, everyone. Joe Morton here for a Cup of Joe podcast. Today, I'm going to dive into something that hits us all. No matter what your goals are, no matter what you're trying to accomplish with your health and wellness, it's going to hit us. Whether you are training for some sort of an event, uh, 5K, 10K, half marathon, marathon, ultra marathon, what, triathlon, um, bike race, whatever it might be, or whether you're trying to lose weight, or whether you are trying to gain muscle, or whether you're trying to just feel better overall, whether you're trying to follow a certain diet, exercise routine, diet, whatever it might be, we're all going to hit, be hit with this at some point or another. And it is, do we quit? We're waking up in the morning. Chances are you woke up this morning. We all do. And we have a choice to make. And we're faced with, oh, I know I was excited last night. I had the enthusiasm last night to do my workout today. I had my enthusiasm last night to follow that particular diet, that particular eating strategy for me, whatever that is for you. And then the day hits and everything starts to happen throughout the day. And the week goes, the day goes on, then the week goes on, the month goes on. And so nobody's immune to this. Nobody's immune to waking up saying, do I do this or do I not? We all have that choice and that's part of our own journey. And so what I want to share with you is some techniques, some ideas, some thoughts that you can make note of. We can all take note and say, can this help? along my journey, your journey, to help become the best version of you, okay? So to start off, I want to tell you a little bit about part of my journey. I could go into lots of different different areas, but I'm going to focus on two today for the purpose of this podcast. Number one, my back. Some of you might be listening to this and you're saying, oh, you're touching a subject that I understand because this is a very common thing that we we have uh, struggles with our backs. Okay. And I faced this for a long time. I don't know where it comes from. I was very active growing up. Could have been the fact that I jumped into someone's pond once I was doing this. I don't know what was in my mind. You know, I was a teenage boy. We don't think too straight when we're a teenage boy, no, no handed, um, dive into someone's pond. And I remember hitting the bottom, the mud, luckily it was mud, not like concrete, but mud. And I remember just this crack feeling on my neck and my back. And did it come from that? I don't know. Could have been the fact that I fell out of a barn, broke my leg, fell pretty high. Could that have affected my back? Maybe. Jumping on trampolines as a kid, you know what that feels like. As a teenager, it's a little worse. As an adult, don't do it. Where you fall on your neck and done that several times. Could it have come from that? I don't know. I was a break dancer. Yes. I was a break dancer when I was growing up. Could it have come from some of the crazy aerial things that I was doing as a break dancer? Maybe. 
maybe I don't know where it came from, but it's developed over time. Probably a lot of a lot of different things, and all my travels. I've traveled so much over the years, and a lot of international travels. Those planes are not the greatest. Maybe it came from there. I don't know. Whatever reason, for now several decades, I've struggled with my back. And what I want to say is this: as many times I wanted to quit. And you might be feeling that with whatever you're seeking on your journey. I've tried everything, massage therapy, chiropractic, chiropractic, massage therapy, back and forth, back and forth. I've tried stretching. I've tried yoga. I've tried so many different things. And I've been able to push through, but I struggle, you know, with, with that. But it was about a year ago, my buddy Dusty threw out this challenge to a group of us. Uh, it was a little less than a year ago. It was the beginning of this year. And it was 100 push-ups a day and 100 um, sit-ups slash crunches every day. At first, I was like, no, I can't do this. I, I, I actually hesitated even jumping into this challenge because my my back has always been a problem, lower back, middle back. and I could And I figured I don't want to push it. I've got lots of other things going. Uh, I keep myself in good shape, but I don't want to throw things off. Then I'm off for a couple of weeks. But after several decades of working on this and that and trying all these different things, I took this challenge on. I started to slowly increase my sit-ups and, and uh, my crunches. And within a couple months, that back pain that I'd been struggling with, that I'd tried so many things for so many years, started to become less and less. Why is this? I'm working on my core, both with the push-ups. Okay, the push-ups definitely, um, there's core there's core involved in that. It's the lower backs, the middle back, all, all above. Of course, we think of pushups mostly as just uh, shoulders, triceps, uh, chest, but it's the back as well and it's core. The sit-ups, of course, I've built up to that. Now I do about um, 30, 70, 50, 50, depending on the day, sit-ups and crunches. Why? Because it, it, it works different muscles. And so I like, I like to have a mixture of the two. But folks, I'm here to tell you about seven, eight, nine, nine months into this journey of doing this every day, it's completely transformed me. Now, why do I share that story with you? And I got another one I want to share. Why do I share that? It's because you may be feeling like, I just can't find the answer. I'm trying everything. I'm trying everything. I'm doing this diet. I'm doing that diet. I'm doing this exercise. I'm doing that exercise. And nothing seems to work. This is your journey, folks. Keep on it. Do not stop. Keep trying different things until you find what works. Now, is everything perfect with me? No, I feel a little bit stiff from time to time, but at least I, I'm strengthening. I'm doing what I need to do to take myself to the next level. Another thing, digestion. I've struggled with digestion for several decades. Again, why is this come from? Where does this come from? I don't know. I've done a lot of travel a lot of international travel in a lot of uh, developing countries. And uh, it seems to have picked up things, little critters along the way. I don't know what it is exactly. I've never really um, done really any tests, just stomachs off. I've done a, uh, some tests on gluten and so forth, but I just tend to be sensitive with my digestion. 
but I keep trying and keep trying and keep trying and keep trying. And, and, and the more that I try, I dial in a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more to the point right now where after literally probably close between a decade and a half to two decades, I've been dialing this in to a point where I figured out things that cause that challenge from stress to the certain foods that I eat to, um, uh, to my exercise and what I'm eating while I'm exercising, different things. And what a difference that that makes. My point being, don't quit along the way on your journey to becoming the best version of yourself, to doing that which makes you strong and avoid that which makes you weak. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about things that you can do, we can all do to help us be sure to not quit along our journey. Okay. Let me start with number one, your why. What is your why? This is really important. Now, Simon Sinek gets into this. You may have heard him do, give a speech. He's done a TED Talk and a couple couple areas if you want to just look it up. It's very fascinating. Now, he's focusing mostly on um, business and businesses and what drives businesses and what helps to drive employees and so forth. But let's take that same concept and put it for our health and wellness, okay? Simon Sinek, if you could see, there's three circles, the inner circle, and, uh, and the next circle, and then the outer circle. The inner circle is your why. What is your why? The next one is your how. And then the next circle on the outside is your what. The point being, where? what is your why? This is what's going to drive you to your how, which ultimately drives to your what. So what is your why? Why are you doing what you're doing? If you're wanting to lose weight, if that's your goal, for example, let's use that as an example. If you're wanting to lose weight, why? Is it for better health and wellness? Let's use my example for, 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 my, for my back, okay? My why is that I'm strong, first of all, but I'm not just strong for me, but I'm strong for my, uh, for my family, that I'm strong along my journey, that as I age for longevity purposes, that I stay strong. As I've mentioned in other podcasts, what goes quickest is strength and flexibility tends to go and uh, the quickest. And so I do that for longevity purposes. I do that to become the best version of me. This is my why. And I want to be strong for my family and I want to be strong for my family, not just today, but not just tomorrow, next week, next month, next year and years to come. And I want to be strong for me. That's driving me to my how, which drives me to the what. And the how is figuring out these different systems and exercises and stretches and yoga. And I do do stretches and I do yoga and all the above. But it's when I discovered the how of strengthening my core, why I didn't do this before. It actually goes back to me trying that. And I first did things that I shouldn't have been doing, pushed it too fast to go to the point which, which short-term, medium-term, long-term goals. Remember, I was jumping to the long-term, like I'm doing these core workouts that I see this person on, this dude that's in, in this magazine, which is great for him to have this amazing core. And he says, this is your core workout. And I try that. And then my, my back is sore for weeks to come, my lower back, my middle back. Why? Because I jumped too far into something when I had to start lower, short-term, medium-term, and long-term. Okay. 
So what's your why? What is it? And today, if you are wondering, oh man, I'm not, I'm trying to figure out how to take myself to the next level. Take a step back and say, what's your why? And watch how amazing your why will drive you to your how, which drives you to the what. Okay. Now, this kind of goes to um, this idea of inside out versus outside in. If we are outside in with our influence, then whatever's happening in your life, that will affect and that will cause us, cause you to, to make a decision too quickly. Let's give an example of weather. You're a runner. You're wanting to train for a 5K, 10K, half marathon, um, marathon, whatever it is. You got to get out and run. Now there's options. You can go on the treadmill, but I've done treadmill running in like, if you're training for a marathon and you got to do a 16 mile, I've done that in hotels before. Whew, that's a long, that's a long haul, but it's raining. Outside in, rain affects snow. Oh, outside in. That's it's too windy. Mm, outside in. Or that blowhard at work that's like, you can't do this. You've never accomplished one of these. Do you know I've done a half marathon? And let me tell you, that's too tough outside in. Suddenly the blowhard's making the making the difference. Or a family member with possibly good intentions telling you you can't do it. And you're going to hear me repeat this quite a lot. We want to, we want to feed our dreams, feed our goals, feed our aspirations, feed what we're trying to accomplish and starve our fears. And by doing so, that'll help with self-belief. And when that well-intentioned person in your life, not always well-intentioned, but that person's telling you it can't be done. You're working on that self-belief and that person could be you too. You know, we suddenly don't believe it's possible for whatever reason. There's this beautiful quote by Marianne Williamson. You may have heard it before been used a lot, but let me just kind of share this a little bit of it. Our, she says this in her book, Return to Love. Our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. We ask ourselves, who am I to be talented, brilliant, and gorgeous? And then, like put in here, insert here, who am I to be doing a 5k, 10k half marathon, marathon? Who am I to lose weight? Who am I to get that body that I desire to get? Who am I to have a better cardiovascular system? Who am I to be able to overcome whatever health challenge? Who am I to have a stronger back? Who am I to have better digestion? Who am I? Then she says this, actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God and your plain small does not serve this world. I love that. You are a child of God and your playing small does not serve this world. You're meant for this. We're all meant for this. There's a great book uh, that I read years ago that helped lead up to um, my involvement in ultra footwear. And it's called Born to Run. And it's, it's this great book. And it's talking about how we're born to run. We're born for this. And then you're going to hear this. And I'm just using that as an example. If you're like, Hey, should I be running? Should I not? Maybe that's for you. Maybe it's not, but we're born to run. We're kind of designed for this. We're designed 
to push ourselves to the next level. We're designed to go to great places. That's you. That's me. We're all meant for this. And sometimes our deepest fears, like she says, is that we're not capable of this, but really in reality, we are. No, that we're, or our deepest fear is that we are capable. That do we want to go in there? Because maybe I might just actually succeed. And so each and every day, if we can do things, if you can do things that are going to help feed your desires, feed your, feed your, your goals and your dreams and what you're trying to accomplish and starve your fears and push away the negative, that becomes an inside out. Now you're feeding your why each and every day, which is going to continue to drive through to the how. And you're going to try this one. Maybe you try this path, like in my case with my back, try this path, didn't work. Okay. Do I quit? No. Then try this path. Didn't work. Try this path. Didn't work. This one didn't work. This one didn't work. And we just keep going until we find something that works. And then we build from there. Another point. Oh, and, and along that point, by the way, um, anything that you could do for that, like I'll give you an example. Turn your car into a library on wheels. Okay. Listen to music. Great. It's wonderful. But also if you happen to be driving a half an hour, an hour in a car every day, also listen to an audiobook or a podcast or someone who is going to feed your why. And at the same time, starve your fears along the way. Something to feed your why. Is it a book? Is it an audio book? Is it a podcast or a certain group of podcasts? Is it a video that you can listen to while you're, while you're running or what, first thing in the morning instead of watching just a bunch of whatever? You know, we tend to get caught up in just whatever we're watching, scrolling through. Whoa, that was an interesting guy got hit in the nads, whatever it is, you know, we're like scrolling through, watch something intentional. That's going to feed your why. And you can do this in your, in your vehicle, have a, turn your vehicle into a library on wheels or your workout into a library while you're working out. Sometimes you, sometimes you want to just listen to music. I get it. I'm the same way. But man, there's those days when you just, it's perfect. It's exactly what you need while you're working out to listen to someone who's going to feed your why. To help you along your way in your journey. So next one, surround yourself with people who are going to help you accomplish this. You know, Jim Rohn says you become the sum total of the five people you hang out with most. This is very real. We also have this this saying that we hear, we throw it out there, birds of a feather flock together. Let me tell you folks, this is real. Basically what it's saying is you kind of rise to the occasion. If you're surrounding yourself with certain people that are going to help you with your goals, help you achieve your goals, help you with your why, then you're more likely and you're going to just rise to that. You're going to run with those people and they're going to help feed you and you're going to help feed them too. So if you're training for something, or if you're, um, uh, you've got like a group that you're training with, for example, uh, for an exercise program, whether it be 75 hard or whether you're, you know, 
doing a, a marathon or a half marathon or a, or a 10K, whatever it is, as you're training, you're surrounding yourself with those people. You don't want to surround, if you're training for a half marathon, you don't want to surround with someone who doesn't run and is going to put you down. That's not going to help you. That's just going to keep you back. It's going to feed your fears. You don't want that. You want to be around those that are going to encourage you and push and promote your why. Okay. So uh, let me give, let me give you a, um, an example to help, to help uh, with the whole don't quit thing. You know, um, I have four children, three boys and, and a daughter. And when my boys were young, when our boys were young, they, they wanted to take up rock climbing. I didn't know rock climbing. I didn't grow up, grow up rock climbing, but I decided I'm going to jump in with them. We're going to learn together. We're going to rock climb together. And so we went to the gym and we, and we learned, and I learned certain techniques with them and, and learned the safety. We, we went from being in the gym to outside the gym as well and learn exterior. So the, there's different, there's different uh, uh, things that you need to know and safety safety, important protocols that you need to know outside versus inside, both safety, but even more so outside. Uh, also learned ice climbing, which was really fun. But in any event, my boys were young. While they were young, I was the person who belayed every time. I mean, I'm the dad. I belayed. And anyone who's wondering what belaying is, you put on, you each have a harness. And the person that belays is the one at the bottom of the, of the climb. And they control how fast you go up, but they more importantly coming down. And if, if, if you're safe, everything's intact and the protocols are all followed. It's a very safe, um, safe sport. We were in a gym. And one of the things that I would do with my kids, I'd say, you can't come down boys until, until you talk, uh, tap the top. Uh, tag the top and then you can come down. Then I'll let you down. So this was kind of my little thing. And when you're in a climbing gym, there's, you're really only about three, four feet a, a, apart from the next person climbing. And on a busy night, it can be like an entire wall of people climbing. So years go by with this. Then we get to a point where um, my son, Caden, gets big enough to be able to belay me. And they're like, Hey dad, do you want to, do you want to climb? So yeah, yeah. Okay. And, um, I start doing this one particular route. The boys are there kind of, and I, I did, I did okay. Got about three quarters of the way up this route. It's top roping. So got about three quarters of the way up. And then I kind of, I kind of pumped out my, my arms were pumped out. My, I was, I was tired. I was done and I couldn't see the next the next moves, the next footholds, the next hand, uh, hand holds. I couldn't see them. So I took a breather and I, and I said to Caden, Hey, just let me down. I'm done. And he said, no, dad, you got to talk, tag the top. And I said, no, son, no, I I'm ready to come down. I'm really seriously. I'm pumped out. I can't, I can't go any further. He's like, no, dad, you're not going, you're not coming down till you come to the top. I'm like, son, seriously, this is not a time to, to play this with me. I'm ready to come down. And then my, and then he leaned up against the wall, like the little behind him and he sat down kind of, and he said, no, you're not coming down until you touch the top smiling. The people next to me are kind of laughing. And, um, and then my one son's like, you could do it, dad. My son, Nate, it was cute. He was quite young at the time. And then, so Ethan and the boys start saying here, there's a foothold here. There's a handhold here. And I'm like, all right. 
So took a breather and then pushed it. And ultimately, as tough as it was, I was able to make it to the top and came down. So the student became the teacher here, which was quite a, quite a, a, a great experience for me as a father. Uh, tough, one that I didn't want to go through at the time, but I was able to push through and make it to the top. My point being, we want to surround ourselves with people who are going to feed your why, who are going to help you with the how so that you can accomplish your what. This is what we're trying to do. And there, there are great people around. Find them. Find the gym buddy that's going to go with you and help you push through to the next level and accomplish your goals, accomplishing what you're trying to, the what, what you're trying to accomplish. And it's great in the running community or the cycling community, the triathlon community or, or, or yoga community or whomever it is that you're looking for, they're there. And they're just people have great intentions to help each other. And you can get on different, different, uh, chats, group chats and, and feed it. You know, I have a, uh, a bunch of buddies that we surf with. And this is the guy, Dusty, who started um, this whole idea, this challenge. And man, when there's nights where I don't want to boot do another push up and I'm done, someone comes in with some positive thought and something to kind of push me over the edge. And I'm so grateful for that. That makes a difference. So find those people, surround yourself. Next point, power of objectivity. I love this. Mel Robbins talks about the power of objectivity. And she, she, explains that um, when we're trying to make a decision for helping a person make a decision, whatever that decision might be, it's a little easier for us to give advice, to give counsel, uh, to give encouragement while they're trying to make that decision. But when it comes to ours, can we make that same decision? It becomes more difficult. And so she talks about, by the way, Mel Robbins, phenomenal, highly recommend you follow her great content, great thought leader. Um, then she talks about if you are faced with a tough decision and you are, it's your moment, you have to make this tough decision. Power of objectivity says, what would someone else do? Whomever that person is, whomever that person who you're looking at as, uh, as an important individual in your life, someone that can, that you look up to as an, as a, as a coach could be a coach, um, could be a family member. It could be, um, an influencer. It could be someone that you admire. That's, that's you, you can lean on. That's really helped you along the way. What would they do in your circumstance when you're at that point, when you're saying, I'm ready to just quit, I'm ready to throw in the towel. I'm done. What would they do? powerful. And what happens is almost inevitably you make a decision. You're like, yeah, if I were so-and-so, I wouldn't throw on the towel. I wouldn't quit. I would move forward. Power of objectivity. I had one of these great moments, really powerful moments. I was climbing, uh, with, um, with, uh, a buddy of mine, Dave Allred and, and Cameron Jensen, we were doing, um, Everest base camp. We were climbing Everest base camp. And, um, so we made it to Everest base camp, came down and came up another, another Canyon and went to, to climb something called Island peak. So you have Alma de Balam over here. I I've not climbed that yet. Love to climb that someday, but 
uh, Island Peak. And Island Peak is a a height of about, I think it's 20,300 feet, which is really the highest point in North America. It's the highest point in, in Alaska with Denali. And so it's pretty high, but when you're in the Himalayas, oh my gosh, stand on the top of, I'm in the pump. I mean, excuse me, on the top of Island Peak, you're looking around. It just seems so small because it's just such an amazing area. But we were climbing this and this was one of my tougher mountaineering experiences because we had to go across um, crevasses with with uh, ladders, uh, and we got to the final push before we peak. We were on the peak of Island Peak, an uh, ice wall of about a thousand feet, eight hundred to a thousand feet, and it's pretty much straight up. We had ascenders, and we had um, we had our guide that was right next to us, kind of helping us along the way. And I'm ascending up here and you got to know what it's like when you're, when you're oxygen deprived, hanging on an ice wall, it was literally just, I'd put my ice tool into the ice and just, I I got, I just like, it could take me, I don't even remember how long it took me to go up that 800 to a thousand feet hours. I mean, just one, just slow, slow. And the oxygen is, is tough to come by. Probably the the most intense moment in my life of when I wanted to quit. I just wanted to quit. I didn't even think it was possible to go another, not even one more foot. And you know who I thought about? an incredible, a great friend of mine, but an incredible, incredible thought leader and incredible athlete. His name is James Lawrence, the Iron Cowboy. And in his book, Redefine Impossible, that's what went through my mind at that moment, hanging on an ice wall in the Himalayas on my, on my journey to the top of Island Peak. When I almost, I didn't feel like I could go one more foot I thought of James Lawrence and I thought, what would James Lawrence do? I knew the answer. I knew the answer. He would go. He would send it. When you reach that moment where you're feeling like whatever it might be that I just want to quit along, whatever the journey is, whatever you're trying to accomplish with your health and wellness goals, exercise, be it exercise, diet, whatever it might be. Think of someone who you admire someone you look up to, someone you're following, a coach possibly. That's why a coach can be so helpful along a journey. Next point, follow a coach, brings into the next point, follow a coach, follow someone along the way who is going to help you uh, not only possibly create your why, but also create the how, which is ultimately going to reach the what. So a coach can help you along the way to accomplish your how's and, and your what's, and then you can use them to bounce ideas off, off of, um, ask them questions when you're having a rough day, the coach can help you. That, that is a possibility, depending on your circumstance in life, that might be something you want. I've used coaches in the past. I had, uh, with triathlon and, um, as I was training for certain contests and that was really helpful to be able to bounce ideas and to be able to help me make decisions 
in the moments that were a little tougher. And to help really define, you might be struggling with even your why. If you're wondering, why I can't just seem to make this work. It might be that you have to take a step back or two or three step backs, steps back in order to move forward. And it might be that you have to go to your why and a good coach can help you with that. Uh, the next point, wins along the way and celebrate your wins along the way. Talking about it again, short-term, medium-term, long-term goals. If uh, And I used that example of my back earlier where that always kept me back from, uh, kept me from working on strengthening my back because every time I'd try a core workout, I'd go all the way to the top. I'd push it like I'm like a whole half an hour, an hour of, of core workout always puts me out for a couple of weeks and I struggle instead of I'm going to start and build. And you want to know how I did that? Actually, I actually started with five, I don't even know if I did five sit-ups the first day. I don't even think I did five, maybe two. And the rest were crunches. And then it just slowly increased to the point now where, like I said, I'm somewhere 35, 30 to, to 50%, depending on the day, of just sit-ups. But it took me a couple months to kind of build to that point and I continued to strengthen. So I had short-term, medium-term and long-term goals. And my long-term goal, of course, is this. I'm not giving this up. I love this core, the, this core workout. So I love it. I encourage that heavily. Very easy to quit if you jump all the way to the long-term. Very easy to quit. So I'm giving you this, this little tip to help encourage and also it will help ensure that you make it. Envy. You know, Aristotle says envy is a envy is a happiness record. I'm talking to envy. I'm talking like comparing yourself to someone who is further along on their journey. And this is very easy to do when we look at a magazine, we look at an Instagram influencer or TikTok influencer, we look at a YouTube uh, video or we're reading a magazine article and men's or women's health or whatever it might be, a fitness magazine. And you look at them, you're like, sheesh, I'm not, I'm not able, I don't look like that. I'm, I can't do that. And that envy or that desire to jump that fast to where they are, it could cause us to quit very easily. Instead, remember, this is your journey. And wherever you are on that journey, step back and be grateful for where you are. And recognize that it is a journey and it takes time. It's an apple a day. It's not an apple a month. It's not an apple a, a year. It's a, it's taking it step by step by step by step. Try not to be too envious or, or desiring to jump further ahead to where that, and, and cause that can cause us to quit. Okay. Which brings up the next point, gratitude, spend each day being grateful for what you're going through. Be grateful for your body. Be grateful. 
moments of gratitude every single day can help in so many ways along your journey to your ultimate, to, to your best version of, your, of yourself. Gratitude. It's magical. And gratitude leads to a, an abundance mindset. And an abundance mindset says, I'm going to keep searching for a solution because there's an abundance of solutions out there. And I will not stop until I find what I'm looking for. And then when I find what I'm looking for, abundance says, then I'm going to take it to the next level. And then I'm going to take it to the next level. And gratitude is that base. I'm so grateful for this body of mine. Yes, it's not exactly like that particular individual, that runner or that triathlete or that uh, bodybuilder or, or whatever it might be, but it's my body. And I'm grateful for what my body allows me to be able to do each and every day. Oh, by the way, step back for a second. Gratitude. How can you do this each and every day? You could do this in multiple ways. You can do this in the form of a gratitude journal. You could do it by writing it down each and every day. That's really that's a really powerful way because then you take that gratitude up here and you put it on paper. and You start to see all the ways that you're blessed. And, and may I recommend doing it Starting with your body, you could go through your whole body, your feet, your legs, your knees, your, your, um, your, your core, um, your heart, your lungs. Keep going. Your brain, your eyes, your senses, all your senses. Go through each of your senses. Be grateful for it all. It's amazing. And it could change. Gratitude can help you change just like that. I was doing an Ironman in St. George, Utah, horribly difficult day for whatever reason. It was, I was just having a rough day. It was very hot to begin with. It's definitely, it was a very hot day. My last training was, uh, uh, St. George, Utah is like Southern Utah. I was, my last long run was up at a ski resort and it was like a a winter blizzard. A couple of weeks later, after I've tapered a little bit, my, my, I'm doing this this Ironman distance event and it topped out at like 94 degrees plus the wind was super strong. And I just had a lot of, a lot of elements around me and I, I, I got off the bike and I was done. I was done. My stomach, I had something called hyponatremia, a very, very mild form of hyponatremia where your, 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 your stomach can't process anything. It was just, Oh, I was done. And I was grumpy and I started, I start, I tried to run, but it was very, very hilly and I ran a little bit and then I just started walking. And usually on an Ironman, I like to talk to people and nope, no talking. I didn't even care. I was grumpy. I was mad. I just went, I walked. I was, I mean, we're talking like 17 miles, 18, 19 miles, 20 miles, something like that. And I remember coming my last, my last maybe four or five miles coming and I see this person coming up to me and she's she just, I don't know, was it from a distance? I didn't have my glasses on it. She just looked like she wasn't the average, the norm, normal runner coming along, average runner. As she got closer, I realized she had one leg and she had a uh, prosthetic leg. And I remember thinking, and I'm complaining, this lady, she's incredible. She inspired me so much. And suddenly I was full of gratitude, gratitude for her, for inspiring me, for being there, for 
going and doing this, but then also gratitude for my legs and my arms. And it was just this overwhelming feeling of gratitude. I was so grateful for that moment. Suddenly I picked up my, I thanked her. I'm like, thank you. She was in her zone. I thanked her. I'm like, you're amazing. And I just picked it up and I was able to run, walk, run, walk. And I finished the event. I finished. I was so full of that moment of gratitude. Just boom. It's incredible. So practice daily gratitude. It works. Now as a closing thought, I just want to share this with you. There's this poem. I don't know who wrote it. I I think it's an unknown. It's called Don't Quit. It says, when things go wrong as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill, when the funds are low and the debts are high, when you want to smile but you have to sigh, when care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't you quit. I'm here to tell you, my friends, if you follow these certain things, if you start with that why, like Simon Sinek talks about, that pushes you to your how, that pushes you to your what, and you follow these different principles that we've talked about today. There's no guarantees in life, but I'm telling you, your chances of success are so much greater. And when you want to take that, when you want to quit, you're feeling like that, rest if you must, like the poem says, but don't you quit. Your amazing version of you is waiting for you as you work your way through your journey. Thanks. Make it a great day.